live from Hollywood, California, and somewhere deep inside the United Kingdom. It's the Andy and Amanda Show. Which just now became a classic. <laughs> this is a program you do not want to miss, featuring very special guests and all the news that you might not want to hear. And a program that you might not want to hear. That's why you want to hear it. Of course, it's Coast to Coast with Andy, Kimball, and Amanda Love. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. Yes, indeed. In fact, it is another Monday. It's another Monday morning here in Hollywood and a Monday happy hour, 5 o'clock in the U.K. with Andy Kimball and Amanda Love. Amanda is back. I am back, baby. Hey. Yeah, let's do this. How God, you doing? God, we, missed you. we missed you on Friday, man. There I was doing like, you know, 90-minute show going, uh, 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 next, uh, uh, anyway. Yeah. Oh, no, but I heard it. I listened to the show, Andy. i got to say, you did a cracking job of getting it getting it done. You you, oh. you just owned it, you know, considering oh. the situation. I think you did really well. I appreciate <laughs> that because, you know, what the hell? We don't know what we're doing. You know, what are we, we've never done this before, you know? You know? So yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate it. And um, and it was a fun time. You know, you got it's always a good time. And uh, you, know, you know how it is doing the show and kind of move on from one subject to, to another and hope you engage an audience yeah. and they have a good time listening and want to participate and tell everybody and follow the show and all that good stuff. Our li- we're up, uh, just so you know, Amanda, we are up 54% uh, in listenership over the same time period a month ago. Oh, so, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's oh, a big... Oh, Wow. That's not, not 50, oh, wow. Yeah, not 54% overall in the past year, but 54% over the same um, uh, time range. So, so, if yeah. we, so, if we, so if we had four listeners last month, we have two and a half this month. You know what I'm saying? Pretty not bad. You know what I mean? So, hey. Okay, okay, okay. When you put yeah. it on. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Yeah, no, really, we do. We have uh, uh, Cornell has given me the numbers over the weekend and Instagram likes and all this, and you know, we're 16 countries, and it's kind of fun. You know, why we yeah. don't know, and I guess we really can't spend too much time to stop and figure it out. But we have a good time doing what we're doing. We hope to uh, to provide some insight and commentary on various things that are going on in the world and in our lives and in your lives, with occasional really entertaining and, uh, and informative. Um, and uh, engaging special guests from all walks of life and all arenas of different professions, from from flying jet airplanes to playing basketball and everything in between, film, television. Hey, speaking of film <laughs> and television, yes. the Oscars were, were last night. Amazing. They, no, I didn't get to see it. They were, uh, it was set up outside the train station here in L.A. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so the actors, you know, all the people they're taking the train back and forth, they stop in for an award, they keep going. You know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I can just picture it in my head. <laughs> I'll just stop here for a moment, accept the award, and start off again, yeah. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you, come here, you over there. You, you just got off the gold line, right? Come here a second. Here, here, come here, come here. I got something for you. Come here, come here a second. What do we have for this guy? Well, Jack, <laughs> curtain number three says, for best artistic direction, we have... Okay, and then he goes on red line. Next. But anyway, um, 
they did it. I got to tell you, it was. Uh, I was over with some friends. I actually socialized this weekend a lot. Yeah. No mask. Oh, fantastic! Wow. Yeah. How did that no feel, clothes. Andy? No clothes. No clothes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, no protection at all. <laughs> <laughs> None. Yes. Yeah, I think I was... I'll, I'll re- retract that. How, how did it feel? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I was going to reply to that, but oh, what the hell, let's move on to something else. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. But yeah. A lot, a, a lot, a lot um, over the week. No, it actually, really, I had, uh, it was, a, it was a, the busiest social weekend I've had in what, what, over a year, over a year with wow. a couple of get-togethers and hang out with some friends at their place uh, mm. down in, um, in the Long Beach area watching the Oscars last night. Well, we were having a fun time. The Oscars are on. Were we watching them? I don't know. A couple of real good <laughs> – uh, uh, have you seen any of the movies that were up for Academy Awards, Man, by any chance? Have you seen any of them at all? Uh, it depends what they are, sweetheart. What, can you name a few? Popeye the Sailor Man. Um <laughs> <laughs> Our, uh, Wizard of Gone with the Wind, I think, was up for something. Our, all right, uh, excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah I've, I've seen all of those, so yeah. <laughs> the Partridge Family movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Flipper. Um, I don't know. The film. Flipper. The film. Excellent. Flipper. Flipper, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, actually, there was one, I, you know, because there's no movie theaters um, that mm. are open, the yeah. uh, um, films were released that would normally be shown on the big screen were all on uh, HBO and Amazon and so forth. If you have a subscription, they were free, you know, so uh, you got to see first, normally first one releases that would normally hit the theaters. If you have HBO or some other, or Amazon or sometimes Netflix, I guess, or Hulu, whatever, uh, these films on various cable networks were released for free if you had the subscriptions. And I got to catch a couple and I thought, you know what? Regardless of that, I don't know about you, and I'll ask you this question. I have not been to a movie, a theater, in years. Mm-hmm. How about you? Forget COVID. Uh, put been... COVID aside. Okay. <clears throat> Putting COVID aside, I think the last time I visited a movie theater was about three years ago. I think you... it could be two years ago. Um mm. Yeah. I mean, a, a friend of mine was like, yeah, there's this movie. You've really got to see it. It's been going to leave the, the theater soon and like yeah yeah okay we'll do that and we we went out but that's the last time that I've, I've been uh, I miss it in all fairness I do miss the whole uh, experience of it you know going in get your popcorn and other little bits and just sitting there all excited waiting to see the movie and great experience you, you so, know yeah. I, I guess I I'm trying to think I guess I you know, I, I don't know. I don't watch. I'm not a TV watcher. Late night, you know, just I'm finished the whole day and finish everything I got to do. And you know, yeah. late late night, I'll I'll put on. Um, and then what I usually do, I usually put on Sling and watch CNN. I, I you know, I'm a news I'm a news junkie. I see what's going on. Obviously, we you know we, okay. we do on the show. Um, yeah, yeah. But I follow the news and what's going on, and then I then I put on I'll browse like various movie. Uh, I've got all I got all the week. I subscribe to everything over COVID. I figure what the hell else are we gonna do? So I got everything you can get practically. Um, yeah, <laughs> all the movie, you know, all, the, all of them, you know, and um, yeah. I don't have cable TV, so okay, I have cool. digital antennas, so I can get the the TV networks here in the United States. 
Oh, I yeah. remember about that license you told me about in the UK. Oh my God. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. But, but um, yeah. So uh, I don't watch TV. But what I'll end up doing is like watching like um, a Showtime, which is offered through Hulu. Hulu. Mm. What's it called? Hulu. Hulu. Um, Hulu. Yeah. H- yeah. At the, uh, I got a great like five hours a month till July or something. And I about ten days ago or so, I stumbled across a show called Brotherhood. And I got right. I've heard of that. There's three seasons. I think it was filmed and ran on Showtime in 2007 or six. It's not new, you know. It it, it was out there a while yeah. ago, and they just put yeah. it up, I guess. But um, I binge watched Brotherhood for the last. I guess I got finished Friday night with the final episodes of season three. And guess what, what time I went to bed Saturday morning? I mean, I, I'm on the couch and the sun yeah. is rising to my back. You know, and there's a, I've got a huge screen TV and I can tell, I kind of tell when the when daylight is breaking. And I would be yeah. watching Brotherhood. I'd fall asleep during a few episodes here and there. I'd just kind of take snooze and then wake up again and get, you know, weak. Oh, wow. And, and, you know, get a second wind and watch and watch and fall asleep and watch. But yeah. and then I have to rewind <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe go back and see. Oh, I think I missed that one. I must have fell asleep during that one and I catch up, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. But on... <laughs> Friday, I finished Brotherhood, and guess what time I went mm-hmm. to bed? The final episode, season three, I'm done. I couldn't believe it's done. You know, I was like, what? You're going to leave me here? What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went to bed at 9.20 a.m. Saturday morning. Wow, because I was going to say about, around about eight-something. So, yeah, I was off a little. Wow, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, for a bit in, and, and for that reason... I don't know about you folks. Call us, call us at 515-605-9888. Share your experiences. Do you binge watch? What shows do you like? What cable channels do you like? What movies do you like? Uh, do you watch the Oscars? Let us know. You know, give us a call. What's, what, what are you guys up to and girls? Um, but when I browse the, um, the cable, you know, the Hulus and the Netflixes and all that, I try I, – I go to the search menu and I scroll down to movies and I try to avoid TV shows. Even if they might be great, because I don't want to get hooked on this binge watching thing. Where you okay? One more episode. Uh, one more episode. Oh shit! One more episode. You know, and and yeah. you're up to five in the morning. You know, at least I am. Um, so I just want I to watch relate. the movie. Yeah, I want to see the beginning, the middle, and the end. Within a couple hours, I'm done. Good night. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Um, I've 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 done it <clears throat> so many times myself. Uh, binge watching many things. They, you know, there was a show that they put on Netflix called Alphas that that was incredible for me. It was two series, and they left on this cliffhanger, and I thought, great, they're going to be bringing this third series. Can't wait for it. And then I found out the show got cancelled. I was like, you're kidding me! I just oh, loved it oh. so much. It was so good. It was about these team of people. This guy, this guy got this team of people with special abilities together uh, together to solve these mm. crimes. And they were also very clever at what they did. And uh, there's one kid had uh, um, some sort of issues. I can't remember what kind of issues he had now. Um, but he was very, very smart and intelligent. And, oh, my goodness, it was such a great show. And the cliffhanger was amazing. And I thought I, I, they left so many possibilities open. And then I was absolutely gutted when I found out that they canceled it. I was like, no, why would you do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I hate it. I didn't even know that happened. I know. I, I understand. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I know. I'm right with you. I'm right with you. Our number here is five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. If you're out there and you want to get 
in on this show, please give us a call. We'll talk about what you like to talk about. Did you watch the Oscars? You're watching the movies? Have you been to the movies? Um, hey, you know, we should we, we didn't program this. I guess we didn't think far enough ahead, but we, we could have actually done like an, a, a post-Oscars show and review, but I'm not really into the movies and all that stuff, so I guess we're the, we're the least qualified to be able to... There, there are programs that actually do that, I think, through the entertainment shows that really yeah. dive into the movies yeah. and the stars and what they're doing and all that. And we, we just, you know, we think we're... On this show, we tend to be – we talk about movies and production and television. We've had a lot of guests on in the, in the business who have, who have accomplished a lot of great things. Um, but I think that this show, we're still, we're still paving our way. Yeah. This show tends to be more news and commentary-oriented in our lives and what, what affects our, our environment and what affects our ability to participate in society effectively and meaningful in a meaningful fashion. And that's the kind of thing that we, we talk about and how these external factors such as politics, such as the news, such as, you know, the various, you know, demonstrations and protests and political ideologies and how they, how they affect our personal lives, you know? And I think that's really what we do here, even though it's fun to talk about entertainment, sports, and the news. I think that if we look back over the past year, 300 and some odd episodes, um, that this show, the Andy Demanda show, is would be more, is catered more of a, you know, I, I, we're not a news. Yeah. We don't we don't present the news, but we we talk news. You know, it's a news news talk and politics and current events kind of show. Uh, interest birds with sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're kind of a live show, aren't we? Really, kind of. We're just, a live show. We're yeah, life. We're, we're life. We're, we are. Uh, we are life and sex show. I'm sure the people with hard hearing, uh, they could have heard that as a, a live what? sex show. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do I hear, what? Do I hear live? <laughs> Herman, Herman, come here. I think they said live sex show. Come here. Come here. Listen. Turn it up. Turn uh, it up. i, I yep. got to check my pacemaker because it's about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Oh On the Oscars, Frances uh, Mc, uh, McDormand, um, Got her third Oscar win as Best Actress, and that puts her, you know, one step closer to the most honored Best Actress ever. Um, she won uh, for her performance in a phenomenal film. I did see this one. It's called uh, 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 Lost in no, Lost in Space. Uh, of course, all our listeners know are way ahead of me. They know Andy. It's you know, oh, it's 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 her uh, no. Wait a minute. I know what it's called. <laughs> you get to be my age. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's I called... I have that problem already. <laughs> oh, man. It's called a no, Nomad Nomad Land. Nomad no, Land. N-O-M-A-D-L-A-N-D. Nomad Land. It was actually... Can I tell you something, honestly, seriously? It was amazing. She was oh. incredible. And I got to tell you something. When I saw it, I kind of mm-hmm. joined it just after it started. You know, some folks in my house were here watching it. And they said, Andy, you got to come over and see this. I'm like, yeah, movie. I sat down, and man, it was great. Um, I thought, because I didn't see it from the very, very beginning, I thought that this chronicled a woman uh, um, who I believe lost her husband and got an RV and travels across parts of the country, living on the, the land, living on the earth, living on whatever she could do, meeting different people in, from Indian tribes to people to, to a woman who's terminally ill to, to, and her relationships with all these people and she moves on in an RV. I got to tell you something. It was incredible. I mean, really, wow. really good. I highly recommend you seeing Nomadland. It's on Hulu or H, H, HBO, maybe HBO Max. Um, 
but you've got to see the movie. Um, and she now getting back to what I was saying, I thought that it was a documentary. I, I didn't know who she was, uh, Frances uh, yeah. McDormand. I, I didn't know she was an actress who'd also won <laughs> Academy Awards for the bill, uh, <laughs> movie called the, the Billboards Outside Andy's House. She was great in that film. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it was it was three billboards outside Ebing and uh, Ebing, Missouri, she, uh, in 2019, and she's also in. Uh, most of you know the movie Fargo. Um, mm. So she won those two uh, films. I don't know. If, do, do you wow. see the billboards outside Ebing, Missouri? That was incredible as well. 2019, no. and in uh, 1997, of course, Fargo. Um, but I did not know who she was when I saw Nomadland. I thought it was truly chronicling a true woman's adventures in this RV. I didn't know that she was a famous actress playing this role. I really didn't know when I was – because I joined yeah. it right after it already started. You know, here's this woman in an RV, and I thought it was somebody who was like, uh, you know, with a camera chronicling her adventure. But all I can say is you got to watch it. you got to see it. Um, if she wins another Oscar, which I bet she will, I bet she will in her career, uh, yeah. she will be tied yeah. with with the late, of course, the amazingly talented, uh, wonderful Catherine Hepburn, who um, had the most wins ever with four. So, oh, um, okay. Yeah, McDormand in wow. the movie uh, No Man's Land, she played a character uh, by the name of Fern, uh, about a woman who lives in her van and travels across the Midwest and. Um, and you say, okay, so what? You got to see it. That's all I can tell you. I wouldn't steer you wrong. Highly recommend the film. Really wow. Yeah. Catherine Hepburn. There's um, uh, a modern day actress who, I say modern day. Okay, so there's an actress. We call them actors now, right? That's the technical term now. And um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this lady, um, I think, I don't know if she's British. I think she's British. I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway. She reminds yeah. me of oh, a modern-day yeah. Catherine Hepburn. She's just absolutely stunning. She's got that elegant nature yes. about her. She's such a beautiful personality, just incredible. Amazingly beautiful. You know what I like about her? I, I, I agree with you 100%. You know what else? She has such depth in the character that she portrays. It just jumps off the screen who she's being. Yeah. You know, talking about yeah. interpretive acting. You know, an actor doesn't act, they interpret a character and they become that character. And I think she's just yeah. phenomenal. You know what I really liked her in a lot? Um, What's that? I liked her in the, in the uh, La Mis, La Miserable, the film. Yes, my goodness, she was incredible. Um, Wasn't she just, I, I, and she sang that song, uh, God, you all know what it is. She, when she's laying down, she sings, uh, God, I don't know. Oh, I feel, you know, have these conversations that I'm so not prepared for. Um, but, <laughs> but I forget what song. She sings the song, which is great. Okay, can we talk? It ain't the national anthem. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, what song? Let me think here. Let me give me one second. While you're thinking about that, there was a movie that I really enjoyed her in. Um, called, and it was an unusual movie as well called The Last Thing He Wanted. Um, mm. that was I was a, actually that was 2020 that movie and I won't give away too much but she plays this journalist and I did not expect the ending to happen the way it did but the the way she portrayed the character was very good quite quite gritty and um, determined and mm. 
just the, the whole story, the way it, it went, it was weird, but it, it was good. It was a good weird. Um, interesting movie. I recommend people check it out because the way she played that character in that was a bit of an eye-opener for the way she works. You know, she's uh, expresses just another avenue of her talent. Um, she just, she's a, I, just, I, I adore her. I really do adore her. She's one of my faves, i got to admit. Yeah, I'm right with you. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And you know when they made that movie, Les Mis, and I just thought it was incredible. Uh, did you see the play, Money Chair? Did you see the, the, the stage production of Les Mis Rob? You know, I have never seen the stage production. I would love to. Absolutely Incredible. When, when yeah. theaters open up there, in, uh, and you know what would be great to do is to, because uh, you're not that far, you can do this. It's like uh, when I was in Philadelphia traveling to New York, you um, wait till they open up the theaters again in London. And what a, what a great place that is to see a, a stage production in, in London. It just It's like, you know, the yeah. same feel, I think, as, as New York City. And maybe because, hey, I come from the USA, uh, even, even better um, to see a, a production in New York, in London. Um, but they have, uh, of course, they bring Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis and all these classics back to the stage. And you should go down to yeah. London, maybe spend the night and grab dinner. And, hey, we should get together. Hey, yeah. And then go see yeah. um, <laughs> Les Mis. I, I think um, you would it's, – it's, and the film was great, but the stage production is just incredible. But oh. does anybody know this song? When they made the film, and, I, and we're going back a few years, and I know, and we just had the Oscars last night, and we're talking about movies that happened a while back, um, which is fine. Um, but the um, when they made Les Miserables the film, um, and you know, Russell Crowe was in it, and, and Hathaway was in it, and, um, that was a great cast. But um, when they were singing on set, and it was all, of course, done in a, on a soundstage, um, they had a keyboard, a piano player, and they all had little earpieces in their ear, and they had a piano player off set, obviously, in the back room, whatever, playing the piano music so they could sing to it. And then later they dubbed in the full, the full Philharmonic Orchestra over on, they took out the piano and they replaced it with the orchestra. Yeah. Wow. That's how they did that. And I thought, but does anybody out there, I'm asking who question is, what was that tune that Anne Hathaway, she sang it three times. I remember. And, and she, she cried. It was emotional. It was incredible and heavy duty. And, and they had her do it like three different times. She had to re-engage that emotion again and just do it, make it happen. And she, boy, oh, that was just incredible. But who knows the question is, what was the name of that damn song in the movie that she sang? Does anybody know? I'll answer the question. Well, go ahead then. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, let, me, let me think about this, because mm. I'm trying to remember. I don't own all the songs from that movie off the top of my head. I've seen it once, so um, let's see. Mm. Uh, I'm sure it come to us. Yeah, we'll think about it. I guess not that important. But people, people remember that movie. It was, a, it was a great film. Glenn Close. Oh, oh, on my own, on my own. On I my own, of course. On my own. Hang on. Actually, I don't know if it was. No, no it wasn't on was, my own. It wasn't on my own. That I, was, dream, that was I dreamed a dream. Yeah, I dreamed a dream. That was it. I dreamed a dream. <laughs> and you don't quit your day job. Know what I'm saying? Listen, uh, the um, yeah, I dreamed a dream. Oh my god! Thank you for bringing that up. That was incredible. Oh, oh my gosh! That's fine. It just so spewed out of me. It was there, but <laughs> <laughs> it just comes yeah. out that way sometimes. You know. That was. Thank you for that. It's that. What a. Oh man! Now you're bringing back. Oh, I loved it. It was so good. I wish we could play it. Maybe I will play it. <laughs> Maybe I'll play it. You know, find it here and play it. I should play it. Man. 
Hmm, 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 hmm. What can we play? Well, I can go grab that tune so we can play it on the show. Um, ah, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I was going to say Glenn Close, an amazingly talented actor. Just, in, in, you know, she was incredible. Um, she uh, didn't get – she lost for the eighth time. You know, well, lost the yeah. eighth time. Um, but she's always been, you know, such a, a national icon of an actor uh, – but she, um, she did, she, what, and she's got so much personality. Talking about depth and who she is, the uh, you know, she was part of the moment uh, of levity during the Academy Awards, where she showed yeah. off her music knowledge and dance moves, and she was just you know right there, you know. Um, yeah. Incredible. You know, it's because the actor, uh, uh, who was the actor, a uh, little Rel Howery, quizzed all the attendees who were there at the train station. Literally, they, did, right. they really, literally built a set at Union Station, and they actually had a, a sparse attendance at the Nokia Theater where they normally do the Oscars um, in, um, in Hollywood. Uh, but the main presentations and so forth was at the train station, at Union Station right here. You know, and they literally yeah. built this entire set. And I think – and I'm, I'm not this big film Oscar Academy Award whatever person, but <clears throat> what they – what they did is they literally, like a movie set, they built this whole set. It was incredible. And I was wondering, how the hell, where did, because I go, I go to the station, you know, not, you know, several times a year anyway, uh, and I know the station pretty well, and um, I'm thinking, where the hell are they? And they built this uh, entire yeah. you know, a Hollywood set, like a movie. I was asked, I was, uh, one of my friends that I watched it with was in the biz. She had worked for some very, uh, as an administrative assistant to some very famous people. And what a background. Her grandmother was a very well-renowned actress back in the 30s or whatever, but she comes from that industry. And and is, uh, and she got me into the Oscar rehearsal nights a couple of years back. Uh, her boyfriend and and I went to uh, to see the um, rehearsals the night before the Oscars. So we actually sat there in the balcony and watched them you know, rehearse the entire Oscar awards. That was really fun. That was great. And they have stand-ins wow. that come up and collect all the awards. And the winner is, because they don't know who the winner is, they just pick a name. And somebody yeah. gets up and they walk up and they have the music and they, and they do a couple, you know, the, the, where the cameras are going to be, where everything's going to be. It's pretty incredible to watch that. It was a little boring after a while. But anyway, it was uh, – <laughs> but that was just great. And, uh, uh, you know, yesterday they had uh, – there was a, a, a quiz about Oscar-nominated songs during a segment of the show. And Glenn Close knew quite a bit about the experience uh, – um, you know, she's good, you know. Um, yeah. But anyway, she lost. Like she didn't get an Oscar again. She, yeah, she's, she's really good. Did I, you know, I, I, when I first came out to Hollywood here from the East Coast, um, <laughs> I did so. Uh, I met an agent and I ended up doing, um, God, I'd done uh, pit parts, background parts, uh, lead roles. I thought indie. you said big farts for a moment and I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I replaced our uh, Jack Nicholson. I replaced. I replaced Glenn Close one time. I couldn't believe it. No. Uh, <laughs> I thought, what's this big fast thing? I'm heard of Yeah, I came out to Hollywood. Got, got some big. Gee, I got some. Uh, got, got some big, big deals. Got some big parts here. You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Look uh, out there. Okay. What's that guy? Clooney. Clooney couldn't hold a candle. You know what I mean? They tried Clooney, didn't work as hard You know what I mean? Yeah, see, uh, I got some ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, see? Yeah, yeah, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. How's that sound? Pretty good. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. No, no, it's like, frankly, my dear, no. Frankly, my dear? No. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. No, okay. Go ahead, Andy, keep working on it. Okay. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Hmm. 
Not as good. Thank you very much. Yes, I don't give a damn. Yeah. Ooh, that was quite Ooh. impressive. That was good. That was I gotta do that again. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Mm. Oh my goodness! Wow, mm. that's pretty that's good, wasn't it? Very British. Wow. Well, oh, I want to do kind of, you know. So I, I had, and I'm not patting myself on the back. So don't, don't take this the wrong way, folks. Okay. But I got out of here. I was introduced to an agent. The agent said, "You ever, you know, talking, you know, having casual conversation." I did a little bit of on-camera training from this guy back in Philly who gave me a scholarship to a school and blah blah. blah. I, I did some classes with them and learned how to be on camera and learn what a slate was when you introduced and how to audition and all this shit. But I just did it for fun. Mm-hmm. I'm a guitar player. I mean, that's you know. Yeah. And um, he introduced me to an agency here that does casting, and I met a guy, and he, and he said, "Yeah, did you ever think about doing TV commercials or television work? You'd be, you got this Robin Williams thing going, you know." And I'm like. You know, Mork. You know, did everybody call you Mork when yeah. I was a pilot? That was my nickname. They used to call me Mork when I was a pilot. Um, oh, really? And so, yeah, it was funny. But but uh, my second week here, I find myself on set at uh, ABC Disney in Burbank doing a show, doing a TV series. What was it? Family Tools or something like that? It lasted seven episodes. I was in a couple. They yeah. saw me and they canceled the show. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, that's silly. But then I, I got to do uh, – I just – you know, started getting invites and I know auditioning and I started doing, um, you know, bit parts in movies. I had some lead roles in indie films, you know, in indie yeah. and, 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 and kind of, you know, projects, uh, amateur, not amateur, but student projects and college projects and indie films. And, you know, directors would uh, want to do a pilot and I'd, I'd get a I'd play a, pro, you know, I'd play a detective in one and then, you know, all sorts wow. of characters. But anyway, I did some 20, so cool. 22 shows, um, and in, even doing background, when I wasn't doing anything, I didn't. I came out here with no job, no nothing, and I signed up to do background work, which is what you, what you used to call extras. But I got a lot of what they call featured background work, where you have recurring mm-hmm. roles, and you might not have yeah. any lines, but you, they, a lot of what they call FaceTime energy, you, they really you are in. You're playing a character. You don't speak, but you you're in a lot of scenes, you know, and, and you're interfacing, yeah. interacting with the main characters of the TV show. Yeah. And I did a lot of that work, and it paid real well. Um, and you, you have to audition for it. They select you. They say, yeah, we want you, you know, your look, whatever. And they selected me and I got, I got selected, you know, as soon as I'd open my mouth, they'd fire me. No, but they, <laughs> I, I got selected to do a lot of these featured background roles, which, you know, which I heard two schools of thought on this. I mean, you can't put that on a resume because you didn't audition for the part and select, you didn't get selected to do it because you auditioned, um, you know, a background role. Can you walk across the street and sit and have coffee with somebody and, and pretend like you're having a conversation? Hey, you two can do background. But, you know, Brad Pitt started as a background actor, you know, yeah. and others, you know, uh, yeah. and many others. But there's two schools of thought on, on doing background work. One is you don't put on your resume because it's, is it really – what is – I know people here in LA who make very – well, forget COVID, put COVID aside, who make – very, very good annual incomes just from doing background work. And they're signed up with the agencies. They get called to do this show. They get called to do that show. They get called to do this show. And a lot of the shows you get called on, you're on for a whole season. And bam. And, if, wow. and you get a paycheck comes in your mail every single week. And, yeah. and it's a good paycheck. And, and that's what you do for a living. You know, you go and you show up and you meet a lot of people and it's fun. And you hang out and they, you do what you're told. You, know, you spend the day in, at base camp and holding, you know, they feed you and they you drink snacks all day long. You meet people, you hang out till they need you again. Whoops, okay, come here. You stand here, you do this. And you do the scene about eight times back to holding. Okay, you know, then they release you whenever. By the time you're done, you want to be released. <laughs> um, yeah. but, it, it, but it's not, is it really, it is a form of acting. You know, they call it background acting. 
Um, and there are people who do very well doing it. But at this, yeah. on the other side of the coin, you can't really put on your acting resume. I mean, you don't want to go to this casting director in this movie and try to audition for a part and have nothing but mm. extra, so to speak. They don't call it extras anymore. Yeah. They call it background. You know, so, yeah. oh, so what have you done? Well, I did about 50 projects um, walking across the street in the background there. there here, let me show you my demo reel. That's me walking <laughs> over there. That's me. Yeah, see the character way in the back? It's yeah. kind of fogged out. You see a couple of people having coffee at the table way back there? That's me right there. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's me. So uh, mm-hmm. you see the person walking the dog across the street? That's, oh, that's, that, see the person driving that, that, that Ford uh, Fusion car? I, I was the person driving that car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Well, of course, then you can have the lead role in the recreation of Gone with the Wind. Yeah, you're very good. Very good resume. Um, but um, so they, they say, well, you can't really put that on your resume because literally that's the kind of work you do. I mean, sometimes you do more than that. I mean, sometimes you do a lot more than that, and, and I have. Yeah. Um, and then also, though, putting that aside at the same time, when you start getting on set, you start meeting uh, assistant directors and producers and people behind the scenes and casting directors and agents and, and get your, your name gets out there and starts circulating and, and how, you know, what you're like on set and how you follow directions and how you're really good to work with and, and you're capable and you really do a good job. A lot of times when, uh, when you show up, let's say they have eight or nine people uh, in background and they want to give the background actors um, a cue as to what the script is going to be and what they have to do when, when they give me the script and have me read the lines. I mean, I didn't ask yeah. for it. They say, Andy, here, take this, and you read. So, and then they would tell you, you're going to do this here when he says this. You're going to do this here. And I'd be the guy who read the lines that the actual actors are going to read, you know? And I did that kind of thing. I'm like, and people would ask me all the time. they say, God, you get all these parts, and you pick on you all the time. And it was kind of cool um, to the point where, you know, I was putting the guitars down for a while. I was getting so much work, you know? Not just background wow. work, you know, but I was starting yeah. to audition for films and indie films and getting lead roles and speaking roles, and I did that in commercials. Uh, I did some courtroom, so cool. you know, courtroom things. Little yeah. did I know um, that a lot of those shows are actors. Are next, you know, the defense and the, you know, and the, they're actors portraying the characters in the real cases, but they're actors, and you have to audition yeah. for them. And I remember, I remember, got invited to audition for a courtroom thing, and I'm like, you know, it was news to me. I'm like, you mean they're actors? You mean Judge Henry or Judy, or whatever? These people are all actors. Wow. But I remember you show up in a wow. on set in a courtroom. And yeah. there's about 30 or 40 people in the pews, in the whatever you call it, you know. Then the casting directors are sitting to the right and to the left of where the judge would be in the courtroom. And yeah. they throw up, see, here's the defense, here's the case, and you're the defendant, you're the plaintiff, go. And you have to improv it. You know, here's the case. The case is about a guy uh, who was sued because of, by a former employee because, uh, for uh, discrimination or whatever, da, da, da. and that's all they give you. And you now have to go with the case, the plaintiff defended, all improv. Yeah. yeah. And they gave me a they gave me a case. Boom! They pulled me aside. They said, "Can you work on Thursday?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, thank you." You know, and yeah. um and and it paid pretty good, you know. And uh, so that kind of thing. I did oh storage. I did storage hunters where you you they they um, pull a bunch of people and they look at the ingredients of a of an abandoned storage locker supposedly, and they cut the chains and the thing opens and you go oh. And um, <laughs> and you go around and you look and you walk in circles and you look at the store locker, you scratch your head, you take your notepad out and they give you mm. a minute and say, okay, what's your bid? And you and you raise your hand and you bid on how much you, you know, and, and they tell yeah. you beforehand, 
uh, you don't bid above this much, you don't bid above this much, you don't bid above this much, and nobody paid attention to it. Everybody bid whatever they wanted yeah. to. Nobody paid attention <laughs> to the director, poor guy. You know, <laughs> but, but I did a couple of those different shows, and you know, and, and then the next day I'm doing, a, I'm playing a detective in a movie. Then the next day I'm playing another character. Then I'm doing a background role. Then I'm doing another a show, a movie recreation or stuff. But the point being is, you come out to to, to Hollywood, and there's so much opportunity if you, if you if you get out there and play, if you roll the dice and get out there and be aggressive and make something happen, there, there's a lot. And I'm not ta- I'm not talking about being because I have no ambition to be an actor. It's not what I do. You know, I'm, that's mm. not me. You know, roll, yeah. things came my way. But but the 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 reason why I'm laying this out is for those who are interested. I mean, the Oscars are late yesterday. You know, who are these people? How do you get to be actors? How do you get to be in the movies? The opportunity. Take it from me because again, I am I am not. This is not. That's not my field. I felt like a fly in the wall, learning. Wow, this how this stuff is really done. I felt like a tourist getting paid to yeah. be on. Whoa, you know. Um, yeah. But there's opportunity. There, there certainly is opportunity to get involved in in movies, in television, uh, not just in Hollywood, but uh, you know, in cities like Vancouver, in Atlanta, Georgia, in New York City, um, in London. You know, there's a lot of production where you are, Amanda. There's a lot of production there, yes. obviously. Very much, um, yeah. Incredible. But anyway, that's my commentary on. How to become an actor without really trying. <laughs> I think it's great. I think, yeah, because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that are curious about it or really want to give it a go. And I find it fascinating. I've been a movie buff since God knows when. I was watching movies very, very young. And um, so I've always been big on movies and, and music and, um, yeah, crazy. Um, so Andy, do you see that, that picture I sent you on um, on WhatsApp? Of uh, you were like three or four years. Ago. Yes. Oh my God, was yeah. that cute? <laughs> that was I came so the other day. <laughs> so adorable, Amanda. Amanda sent me a picture, and Cornell, our show coordinator, she sent me a picture, and Cornell a picture of Amanda playing the guitar when she. Well, you must have been two or how old were you then? Three, two, I, three. I'm guessing old. I was about three. I think about three. I don't think I was four. I think I was about three years old. Yeah, yeah. you were three or younger. <laughs> or younger um, and it was the, the guitar is twice as big as you are and you're yeah. holding it up uh, playing like a rock star it was so cute oh my goodness it's so funny Andy when I came across it I was like I gotta show the boys this it's hilarious um, yeah uh, apparently my, my father and my uncle were they liked to jam together back in the day like they both played guitar really well and um, so my my uncle had this electric guitar, and I even remember them putting it over my shoulder and showing me how to um, pull on the strings and stuff. And I've got another picture of me with a set of headphones on. And these headphones are uh, hilarious for the time because obviously all the headphones now are all like flat and, and comfortable. And these things look like I've been out on the uh, on the highway trying to fix the roads. It was like great big orange domes on my ears <laughs> and my head looks lost. <laughs> it's adorable, it really is. My head looks lost in these earphones, but yeah, I've got a picture of me with a guitar with these headphones on as well. Um, so I was grateful for them for introducing me to, to music in that way and influencing me. Because I'm sure, you know, a lot of what I do and, and how passionate I feel about music has come from, from that alone. Um, so, you know, it's always been in the family. It's always been a big, big part of us all. And yeah. So yeah, I can help resist and share that with you guys. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that's so, it was adorable. We should, I don't, we should post, I don't, do you, can I put that up on our, on our show web, on our uh, blog talk radio website? Can I, can I put that up? 
Yes, by all means, feel free. I'll um, I'll I'll say to Dex, uh, sorry, Cornell, um, you know, yeah. put it up on Instagram if people want to see it. Um, but you, yeah, you, 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 you email it to me as an attachment, and I'll, and I'll put it up. You mail me the file, and I'll I'll put it up too. It's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah. Oh, so cute. Thank you. Really adorable. <laughs> the um, the Oscar winners. I'll do a rundown. Here's here, we're gonna have an, an imp, imp, impromptu Oscar show here on the Andy and Amanda show. The winners. I don't have anything prepared. <laughs> I told Amanda before the show. I'm, I have nothing to say this time. Um, the um, welcome to radio. Da da. Impromptu radio. The um, so this is our Academy Awards show. <laughs> Why? What the hell? What the hell? No. The uh, the nominees for best picture are. <clears throat> No Man Land, The Father, Judy and the Black Messiah. Oh, sorry, not Judy. Judas and the Black Messiah. Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Mink, Marooney, Mankini. Not Mink, I'm sorry, Mank. Mank, Mink. That's my coat. Mankini. Mankini? Let me read that. Let me go to my glasses. Mankini. No, I'm sorry, Minari, 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 Minari. I told you I don't see any movies anymore. And the winner is <clears throat> No Man Land. Also up were Promising Young Woman, Sound of Music, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Not The Sound of Music, I'm sorry, The Sound of Metal. <laughs> yeah, Sound of Metal. <laughs> <laughs> and Chicago, the band. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, oh, the best actress in a supporting role, you ready? The nominees are Maria Baklava. Baklava? <laughs> Maria Baklava. Do you like Baklava? I haven't had Baklava in quite a while. Uh, it's good. Baklava. It can't be Baklava. It's Baklova? Baklova. Maria ba- Bakahava. Bakahuva. Hula. Hula. Maria Bakahua. Maria Bakahua. Maria Bakahua. Baccarat, Maria Baccarat. Borat, okay. subsequent movie film. Borat. Maria Bakalova, <laughs> something like that. Okay. Glenn Close, who didn't, get, who got it, uh, who who didn't get it. I'm sorry for Hillbilly, uh, Hillbilly something rather. Better not try to pronounce this one. Hillbilly L, L- or uh, Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Newton-John for The Father. Amanda, no, Olivia. I'm sorry, Olivia Coleman. For the father, <clears throat> they're hiring me to MC the academies <laughs> next year. I tell you, the um, <laughs> a, a, Amanda Siegfried in Mank, in Mank, and the winner was okay. Young Hung Fung Hung. What? What? Young Hung Fung. I'm sorry. I don't mean. Oh, I just saw the what? Young Hong Fong. The winner is uh, Yo Hong Mong Hong for a Minari. I don't know anything about it. I should get a name. She won the Academy Award. Yo Ho Hong Hong. Yo Hong Hong Hong. I don't. Okay. I can't pronounce it. Excuse me. But it's. I think it's Yo Jung Yong or something like that. Okay, something like that. I, I probably got it wrong, but anyway, the movie's March. She won for Best um, Supporting Role Actress. And the Best Actor in a Supporting Role. And this guy was amazing, um, amazing. 
amazing. Yeah. He gave an amazing talk. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, nominees were Saka, Paka, Coca. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Thank you. 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 Leslie Nielsen for one night stand. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, that, was, that was the ABN award. I'm sorry. That's uh, from ABN. Wrong, wrong, wrong movie. Let me get back to the Oscars here. I somehow got the ABN awards here. One night stand. No, it's. Uh, well, one, one, one night in Miami, and they got Paul Rahu, which is he. The whole in the sound of metal and last but not least, lick, 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 and Judy and the Black Messiah. And the winner, of course, was Daniel Kachihuchi. Daniel Kalui. And the, oh, this would be good. The international feature film, the nominees were Another Mound in Denmark that won the movie. No, another. Rounds, not mount. Another round. Um, We're back to the ABN again. Yes, let me get off the avian page. Another <laughs> round here, which won. The other one was uh, Hard Day's Night. No, no. no. God, I keep... Oh, hold on, get back here, get back here. Okay, there it is. Better Days, Hong Kong. And uh, or, uh, The Collector. Wait, the, collect- the Collective, something like that, Romania. The man who sold his kin. Why would you sell your kin? Oh. The man, who's, the man who sold his, his what? His skin. Not Ken. I thought I missed the S. The man who sold his skin. I like the man who sold his kin better. That sounds like a more interesting yeah, movie to me. Yeah, more interesting. And of course, oh. gay, of course, what I thought was going to win, which didn't, was Kuh Fadei Alala. That was in Bosnia and the Herz of Bogavinia. And it was nominated. Kuh Veles Kadida. Adida. Ayida. 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 Yoda, 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 K. Vitus Yoda. Oh, um, and the uh, documentary category, the short, the short. What did it mean a short documentary? I wonder what the what did it mean short and regular. Oh, uh, let's see. The winner is uh, Coletti. Uh, the uh, nominees were a concerto. Is a uh, uh, what's he say here? A con- a, uh, concerto is a. Uh, a uh, a conversation, a conversation with Gene Hackman. That was a great movie. Did you see that? That was an amazing movie. Oh no! That was I, um, a, oh I'm Gene Hackman with conversation. conversation. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was a documentary short. Um, the other one is uh, "Do Not Split." Oh, get off! That's that. I mean, do not, it, well, yeah, it was called "Do Not Spit." Wait a minute, do not. 
That was right the first time. That's not do not spit. It's do not split. Um, Hunger Games. <laughs> the game went back to the love, ABN again. <laughs> and a love song for Latisha. Latisha. Uh, love song for Latisha. Oh, it's not yeah. Hunger Games. Let me get back to that. I did it wrong. Hunger Ward. I'm sorry. Hunger Ward. There it is. I'm going, uh, Hunger Games. Yes. That was a great movie. Wasn't that great? Yeah. Now, I got to tell you good. something. Go, go, the, re, the documentary feature category, hmm. I did not see the winner, but I saw some of the previews. Uh, the winner was my... My... <laughs> my... No, wait, there's got to be something more to it. Let me get back to my notes. I can't read my writing. Oh, okay. My octopusy. <laughs> <laughs> It's musical. Excellent. My octopusy teacher. How did he... <laughs> I can't get those AVN side here, man. All the yeah, oh, no. um, there's a crossover it's, it's going a, on here. It, it's the octopus. The oct- it's octopus teacher. Octopus teacher. Um, it's uh, produced by Netflix, and it was a really cool. It was about the relationship between a man and an octopus, and how they become friends, shaking hands, and all this stuff. And you learn. And I bet you know an octopus is going to be the the most favorite Halloween costume next year. You watch. But oh, what a my goodness. phenomenal! Just the bits I saw. I haven't seen the film, obviously, but from what I did see of it, it was incredible. Um, so that one, um, and the original song wasn't. Didn't we just talk about the songs? I I dreamed a dream. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a few years back. That wasn't up for Academy this year, right? No, that was a few years ago. No. Uh, the winner was uh, I don't know, Judy and Black Messiah. Fight for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never heard of it. Okay, Don't okay. know about it. No. Husevik was a Hus was a uh, contender. <laughs> no C from the life of Ahi was a contender. And uh, <laughs> speak now from One Night Stand in Miami. Oh. Oh. <laughs> No, sorry, one night in Miami. One, one night. I like that. Stand with octopusy. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, 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 this is a fun Academy Awards show here on the Andy Amanda program. Um, uh, yeah. Mm. We've got to produce one one year, Andy. We've got to produce oh. one because I think it would be hilarious. I think we we need to we we need to do this. Yeah. Oh, we God, we have yeah. to. Oh my God, yes, we have to. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah we, we it's do. gonna be so good. Um, animated feature film. I didn't see any of them. The winner was Soul. I don't know anything about it. Maybe some of our listeners had the adapted screenplay was The Father, and uh, okay. the original screenplay was The Mother. Go figure. Hmm. Ah. Oh, no, that's that's interesting. No, Woman. Woman was the winner. Oh. Woman, man, the fu- child, oh. Fu- oh, man, woman, man, camera, person, TV, man, woman, woman, man, camera. Do you remember what it was, by any chance? No, I man. thought I got it right, but I didn't. I don't think. <laughs> I man, thought I thought mentioned child, but I guess not. Man, the woman, person, woman, woman, this is it, person, woman, wait a minute, let's see, wait a minute. What I say is what I say, person, woman, man, camera, 
TV. Yeah. 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 There we go. Well done. Yeah. Thank you, Donald, yeah. for clearing that up for us. Yeah, really, we, you know, we, we, yes. Always that was our Oscars. I said the father was the winner of the uh, adopted uh, whoever it is there, and the uh, and the uh, original whatever is a promising young, promising young, promising young, oh, promising young woman. Okay. And um, Chicago was up for an award. Sound of Music was up for an award. No, these are my abbreviations. Let me go back and see what they actually were. Not Sound of Music. Sound of Metal and the Trial of Chicago 7. Yes. The, oh, guess who won for Best Actor in a Leading Role? Oh, my goodness. Um, the mind boggles at this point. Uh, mm. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me, Andy. I'm trying to find it. <clears throat> oh. The Best Actor in a Leading Role was none other <coughs> then the great and very well the talented Anthony Hopkins for this, his role oh. in the father. And guess what? Yes. I saw the father. I oh, saw you did? Yep. Way back when. Way early early uh uh, uh Corona, whatever it was called, Corona. Yeah. <laughs> uh the father. Um he was incredible. I mean, what a great movie. If you want to talk on take on religion, debate um, I mean, it was it was really, really, really good, and you got to see that movie. Yeah, he was one of my incredible. favorite actors of all time. Definitely. I kept I kept thinking he was going to break out and say, "Clarice, what is it, Clarice?" <laughs> and and I know, eat, right? and eat the other priest. That would have been great if he just started eating the other priest, you know. Oh my mm. goodness! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He was wonderful. What was that movie called? Do you remember? Uh, of course, our listeners probably remember. Silence um, of the Lambs. But Mitzvah of the Lamb? What? <laughs> Silence but... of the Lambs. Oh. <laughs> 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 but Mitzvah of the Lamb? Hmm. That could be an hmm. interesting take on it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> could be. And of course, we oh, just mentioned it. The best actress in the leading role was uh, Frances McDormand. What a, what a great movie! Again, that was just No Man Land was just fabulous. And I highly recommend it. Um, Chloe, uh, here I am with the names. I'm so bad with this. Uh, my apologies. Uh, Chloe Zo. Chloe Zo. Chloe Zio. Chloe Zaho. Chloe Zaho. Was the best. Uh, she won for best act- actor. Uh, best excuse me, best director for the same movie, No Man Land. And okay. she, fab, fab, oh, so good. Just so good. So good. Excellent. Produ- yeah, production design was was Mank. Cinematography was uh, uh, Mank. Mank. I don't know anything about these films. Um, custom design was Black Bottom. No, not Black Bottom. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I don't know if I saw okay. that. Or not. I think I started. I think I started watching the beginning of that, and it just didn't do it for me. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole movie. Yeah, I remember watching Achievement in Sound. I love this one. <clears throat> sound of Music, uh, animated oh, short film. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Sound of uh, Oh, here's my rating again. Sound of Metal. The Sound of Metal. Sound I guess Achievement in Sound. They had they. Oh, yeah, it was about a drummer. I think it was about a drummer. I think it was produced by Amazon. Um, sound of Metal. I didn't see it. I don't know anything about it, but I think it was really about crushing drums. If I'm not mistaken, could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it was about. I, I didn't see it. 
The animated short well, film was uh, Anything Can Happens, If I Love You, My Dear. Uh, what, if Anything Happens, I Love You. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, live action short film was Two Distant Strangers. The original score was uh, Soul. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Soul. Um, is, is that the, the animation by Disney? Yes. I've yet yes. to see that. That's on my list to watch because everybody kept saying to me, oh, Amanda, you got to watch this. This is really, really good. I was like, yeah, I will. And it was, I've just not got around to watching it. The uh, <clears throat> the uh, visual effects was Tenet. Uh, one film editing was Sound of Metal again. Makeup and hairstyling was Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That about does it. Man, whew, we got through it. Holy <laughs> <smoke>. <laughs> You know, Ooh, that was rough. Really that was rough. Amazing thing that was rough. Only only an Andy Manda show. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. Yeah, there is. <clears throat> we're getting out there. Thank you, George. We are. We are. Uh, we're getting out there. You know. We, we provide. Uh... Hey, what's going on over <laughs> your neck of the world there in the UK? What's been happening? I haven't really. We missed you on Friday. Anything uh, exciting oh, going on over there? Darling, there's bits going on. I mean, there's stuff that I wrote the other day that um, didn't end up sharing. But so, for example, um, we heard about Denmark uh, stopping using the AstraZeneca vaccine because they've uh, had major fears about their rare blood clot situation. So it's uh, delaying things for them for several weeks and other countries in the EU uh, continuing to use it. Um, after temporarily stopping um, and some have limited its use for older age groups and um, they've withdrawn I think it's 2.4 million doses and the Czech government uh, are in the process I think of buying them from Denmark so I think I don't know what type of vaccine they're going to be acquiring now but I also heard that Johnson & Johnson's vaccine was causing the same effect in people yeah Um, yeah so yeah, they've stopped the rollout here in Europe for that as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's there's lots going on with with that, and they said that it was appearing in, in women aged between 18 and 48, which made me nervous because I'm sure when they offer me my vaccine, of course I'm I'm 41, so I fit in that category. And uh, I was thinking, hmm, okay, so I'm likely to have the AstraZeneca vaccine if it's offered. And um, I don't know, you know, it just made me a little nervous, which I'm mm. sure is, you know a lot of people feel that way, but. Um, so yeah, that 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 was going on, and um, for those who mm. who don't know about the the rare blood thing and the blood clot in the brain, um, basically what happens is uh, Johnson and Johnson's vaccine and the AstraZeneca vaccine they both work in a similar method known as uh, adenoviral vectors, uh, which is a mm. delivery system designed to uh, shuttle a gene from COVID-19 into our bodies where our cells will read it and make the coronavirus spike proteins, which we need. So um, because they work in a similar way, apparently this is um, triggering these effects in the brain, which they're not quite 100% accurately Mm -hmm. documenting right now because they're they're, they're trying to find out the exact cause, pinpoint the exact cause and um, how they can limit that. But um, so, yeah, I, I've heard that many, many countries have pre-ordered millions of doses, um, but the, the vaccine has only been approved in a few nations, uh, the, the Johnson & Johnson one. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Boris Johnson's been uh, saying 
that we could expect a summer surge in COVID cases and not again. Uh, yeah, oh, no. a third wave, and uh, we are trying to be prepared for it. And uh, as of yet, there is nothing to suggest uh, data-wise, because that's what they're going on. The government's like following this data and uh, bringing us slowly out of lockdown. So, I mean, it's a real slow progress that we're going through here. And um, mm. they're saying that, you know, the data's okay, and we're going to keep on easing lockdown, but they're expecting another wave to hit us. Um, and I think this is because... Uh, a few weeks ago, we had, I think it was just 33 cases of the South African variant that was discovered here in London. And now mm. it's gone up to 600 cases, and these have all been detected in people that's already had the vaccine. So these people have been carrying it around unknowingly. Um, so I don't know what the, the data is for that now. I don't know how much that's increased. That was last week, I think, um, I managed to find that data. I haven't found any more on it yet. Um, and the other variant we've got is the Brazilian one. So mm. I think this is why Boris is saying, okay, so we can expect a summer surge. Coming out of lockdown, more and more people getting together, and this, these two variants are making their rounds now. So we shall see how that goes. And I know I shared this with you the other day, Andy. I didn't get to share it on the show, that Boris Johnson has said that they're working on a uh, appeal mm-hmm. to give to people who um, are showing signs of COVID-19 and you can take these pills at home and supposedly they will help you within a few days um, to fight off the virus. So um, that sounds really promising. I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. But yeah, we've got a whole like scientific research team that's been working on this pill. Um, So I don't know if we're going to, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be the first or if there's other countries doing it. Uh, But yeah, we've been working on this pill and we shall see what happens with that. I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. I'm excited to hear more about it. So this is looking promising. And uh, hopefully, you know, we may not have to have injections. We just call up and say, you know, I've got symptoms, but I've had the test or whatever and proven to have the symptoms. And um, yeah, you'll be given this this, uh, medication to take at home. Um, So Mm. that's going to help dramatically with keeping uh, hospitals functioning properly, obviously. And the health system running a little more smoother and, and less uh, pressure on that. So, yeah, this is a step in the right direction. So. It is. It is. It is. We're actually, you know, fighting the actual virus, you know. Um, yes. Well. Yeah. But it's, I think it's going to be a seasonal thing, isn't it? It's going to be one of those things like the flu. It's going to occur every year that you get a big flare up. Um and I think it's going to be something that we just won't see the back off. We'll just be learning how to live with it like we have done with the flu. Um, mm. But, you know, if that's the case, that's the case. I'm sure we'll all adjust and do the right thing to uh, overcome that and, and battle that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. life certainly is changing in a very weird way, isn't it, Andy? It, it is changing. And I and I got to tell you, I was saying earlier in the show that, um, you know, this the weekend was was – was packed for me with, uh, you know, friends and social events and getting out. And, uh, um, and I was like, wow. And felt, you know, no, no masks, you know, shaking hands. Yeah. Yeah. And hanging around and having dinner and, and drinks and talking and, you know, just uh, enjoying and God, it's been so long. No, we're not there yet, but just, you know, like like a snapshot of how life used to be. Well, I was never yeah. that socially active. It wasn't that way for me, really. Life hasn't changed that much for me because I'm, you know, I, I don't have any friends or do anything. So, um, no, but, um, you know, I kind of sit here and behind the microphone and get my guitar and life is 
very solitary, you know? <laughs> so I know the feeling now. I'm the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? So COVID, COVID yeah. came along. I'm like, hmm. Well, I, was, I mean, it's tragic. Yeah. I'm not talking. I'm not talking <laughs> about the the, the the tragedy of the virus. I'm just talking about yeah. how it affected my life. You know, it's like okay, what? You know, I, well, didn't, I, you know, I, I didn't go out. Obviously, no restaurants, no going out, no doing anything. You know, going to. I remember going to the food markets. No paper towels. No toilet paper. No, you know, nothing. You just you know everything cleared out. And, yeah. Um, but uh, things well, back here in L.A. Yeah, the things back here in L.A. In L.A., things are you never know. We're still under, I forget what tier this is, orange, I think, or something. Um, okay. But there's a whole lot of traffic. People are out there doing something. Restaurants are open, I think, to 50% capacity inside, and, of course, open patio dining. Um, wow. You, you know what's interesting, too? You go to a what's restaurant that? now, and they don't give you a menu unless you ask for one, but they don't give you a menu. Instead, you have a barcode on the table, and you scan the barcode with your phone, the menu pops up on your phone. And then you order wow. the, you order what you want digitally from your phone, um, and it's so cool. I mean, because of COVID, you know, very reduced contact, reduced personal contact, all that stuff, and Ooh. it's it's cool actually. And and you, it's a little bit getting into it. I'm not this technical wizard. I have to figure out, okay, how do I scan this with my phone? How do I? Where's the menu? Okay, what do you press then? And they, they give you well, here you, you do this, then you do that. If you want that, I mean, they do give you a menu too. Or sometimes you just scan the menu and they and they come and take your order, but there's all sorts of variants, you know. But that's the technology. What's happening in restaurants here now? What I, what I, my yeah. experience? Not that I go out a whole lot. I don't. Just a few times I've been out. Um, it's been pretty cool actually, and I think that's something that'll carry forward post COVID whenever that day happens. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, I um, mean, uh, for me, it's uh, I'm like you, in the sense that it wasn't a dramatic change for me to be um, indoors. I mean. Uh, our listeners are probably not even aware of this. I don't know if it's something I've ever shared before. But many years ago, um, I developed uh, agoraphobia. And, um, is, that, is that a fear I of was... spiders? No. <laughs> That's arachnophobia, isn't it? Oh. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so years ago, I became afraid of spiders, and life just hasn't been the same since. So anyway, next on the Andy so Amanda Show. I had a dream about that last night. I'll have to cover that. I had a dream. <laughs> do, 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 do. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, I, I ended up developing uh, agoraphobia, um, and I was literally afraid to step outside my front door, you know, and, and be out in the world. Um, really? It got, wow. Yeah, it got very intense. Apparently, it's something that can um, easily follow suit when you experience things like depression and anxiety in your life. And I was like, okay, so I've experienced both those things. Uh, anxiety, more so from when I was a child, always been anxious, but not to mm. uh, a great extreme. It was just always there, always present. And uh, so when I got older and I, I ended up developing depression because many situations in my life occurred all mm. at the same time, mm-hmm. which really mm-hmm. caused a dramatic effect in me. And uh, so I was, I was battling those two things. And then apparently I developed, developed uh, agoraphobia. You know, I was afraid to go out and be seen and have people judge wow. me and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. With, with your and I got that personality intense. and your charm and your good looks Aww. and your outgoingness and your talent and, and, and engaging personality, I find that hard to believe. Defense rest. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> very sweet of you, darling. Isn't it thank true? You. <laughs> no, really. I mean, you would, you, I mean, we've never met, but, but knowing you, you know, we've known each other for a while now on this show. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I would find that so uh, uh, hard to, to digest because of just who you are. And, and that, you know, you have such, you. You, you're like, you know, yeah, you're a pretty, well, pretty I, awesome yeah, person there, get... Amanda. No. Oh, thank you, Doug. I mean, I get that common opinion from uh, a lot of people. I mean, uh, no, not mm-hmm. not exactly what you said, but I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of 
you know, I've expressed to people, oh, you know, I have confidence issues sometimes. And they're like, you're kidding me. I'm like, no, 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 seriously, I do. They're like, no, no, come on. You you appear to be the most confident person when you're talking to somebody because you're so sociable. You know, you, you know how to talk to people. You know how to um, laugh with people and just be, you know, friendly. And I'm like, well, yeah, that, that's great on the surface. But, you know, I've had underlying confidence issues. And I think that all goes back to those those things I experienced, right? So mm-hmm. being locked away for I, several years, Andy, that I had, you know, the psychophobia really bad. And I was mm-hmm. trying to brave up, you know, try and face things. And then one day it got to the point where it was too much for me. And I just said, excuse the language, fuck it. I am yeah, doing this. I'm I'm getting up. I am going to take a step outside that door and I'm going to enjoy it. And I did. And it felt really great. Like something just flipped in me and said, no, I'm going to do this. Let's go for it. And I did. And it was the best thing I ever did. From that point on, I managed to get out every day and enjoy myself. So I was getting my life back. So when this, wow. this COVID thing hit, it was kind of like, well, I, I I feel like I've only just got my life back. And now it feels like I'm taken straight back to that agoraphobia again. Um, mm. But so in one way, I was comfortable with it because I've experienced being shut away from the world. And on the other hand, it was frustrating because I was ready to live my life. I, you know, shut myself away for so long that with that fear that now I'm ready to take the ball by the horns and just experience life for everything it has to offer me. And so there was that battle going on, you know. But um, mm-hmm. so for any listeners out there who can relate or, you know, they get about the whole COVID wow. thing, how hard it is to be stuck indoors. I can, I'm totally there with you. I understand. But at the same time, it's been fairly easy for me for that reason. So I'm grateful yeah. I've had that experience. Because I think maybe I would have handled this very differently if I hadn't. Who knows, right? I mean, it's, uh, it makes mm. you think. Yeah. Yes, it does. So, it does. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, so, yeah. So you're. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. so. So, yeah, I guess, you, you know, we're, 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 we're like in, in that again, in that way, in that our, our lives, you know, when I, when I go out, I, you know, I can engage and enjoy and be out there with, but I, I, I like being with me and my guitar and mm. in my space <laughs> or more than when I had a boat. Right? Which I hope to have another boat soon. Get on there and just sail away and um, just enjoy the environment and the space that I'm in. Beautiful. Just, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, you bar. I'm, sorry, go on. Hmm? Sorry, darling. Bar, bar's bad enough. What? Oh, bar, bar, bar. <laughs> Come bar, on, bar, bar. to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was uh, about to say that Boris Johnson is under scrutiny right now because. And this doesn't sound very good for him. Okay, so the BBC website has said, Boris Johnson suggested that bodies could pile high during a heated discussion about lockdown in Downing Street in the autumn. Sources familiar with the talks have told the BBC. So on Monday, the Daily Mail reported, that's a newspaper here, that Mr. Johnson had said, let the bodies pile high in their thousands rather than order a third lockdown. And uh, the Prime Minister denied making the remarks, adding that lockdowns had worked. And our Labour leader, Sir Keir Starmer, said he was astonished by the reports. He added that everybody would be deeply concerned, not least all those families who have lost someone in the pandemic. The comments are said to have been made at the end of October when England went into its second lockdown following a sharp rise in coronavirus cases. Uh, The BBC Mm. political editor, Laura Conesberg, forgive me, darling, if I've pronounced Mm -hmm. your name wrong, 
says, at the time, the Prime Minister was reported to have had big concerns about the implications of another lockdown in the economy and non-COVID-related health issues. This does, at the moment, and back to the very serious claims made by some people who were involved in the decision-making, including some ministers, that the hesitancy around the second lockdown did cost lives, she said. The story was labelled not true by Defence Secretary Ben Wallace, and when asked about the comments earlier on Monday, Mr Johnson denied having made them. He added that the public wanted the government to make sure that the lockdowns worked, and they have, he said. Uh, it goes on and on and on, but wow, that's... Uh, that's wow. a thing to say, right? Whoa. It's, That's it is. It is indeed. Wow. Wow. Very true that you, is. How was how is, mm. uh, Boris Johnson's reputation there? Is he, is he, is he uh, a, in a favorable... I think it's about 50-50. There are many of us that are very happy with the fact that he's... he's handled it so well when we have comparison with other countries because that's always a good thing right people are always comparing someone or something to something else that's just how the human mind works making comparisons all the time so i guess mm-hmm. when you've got other countries going through such dramatic uh struggles and then we we see our country and we think okay well our country hasn't come off as bad as these other countries therefore we should feel a little grateful for what boris has done and i think he's handled it very well in my opinion although there are some things that, you know, I, I think he could have done a little better. But then you've got the other minority who are mm-hmm. outright disgusted with him um, because he could have handled uh, the vaccination program a little differently. He could have um, dealt with the, the schooling system uh, differently, especially with exams and the students and the whole craziness that happened when all this first kicked off with exams and how stressed kids were and not getting the right results and you know, mm-hmm. it was just horrific. So, uh, admittedly, he's had a lot to deal with, right? If you've got all these tennis balls being thrown at you, you can only hit so many back. So, um, I think I think he's done a fairly good job for for anyone trying to handle all this stuff being thrown at him. However, there's probably somebody else who could have done it better. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think, like I said, the, min- min- my- start again. <laughs> the minority... Mm-hmm. Is about fifty-fifty, I would say here. About wow. Viruses, when is uh, the next election? When is the next election in UK? When is when does he have to? Is he up for re-election again? Is he? Is he? Uh, I think that's happening this year, if I remember correctly. That's what I thought. I remember we talked about yeah. this way back during our own elections here. We were talking about what the situation there was at the time, and uh, how many terms can a uh, prime minister? Um, um, is a president prime minister? I'm sorry for the ignorance, but is it? Is it I president? I think it's. Five years, four or five years. Um, and they can run for two terms, right, or more? Yeah, I think they can. They can run um, for two terms. I mean, I uh, I've said this to you before in the past. I was never one for uh, politics and in government, and it's only been mm-hmm. past couple of years or something that I've really taken an interest mm-hmm. in it. Especially when we had the whole Brexit thing kicking off as well. That really shook everybody's attention. Uh, so yeah, we've got um, upcoming elections coming up, and um, we shall see. If Boris ends up um, staying, sticking around, we shall see. I don't know. I, like I said, with this 50-50 minority thing going on, anything's possible. And I, it could sway towards Labour because um, now Keir Starmer is, is taking over. He seems a bit more level-headed compared to the other guy we had previously. I forget his name. But he, mm. he came across as a bit of an asshole. You know, he, he wasn't very good with... Um, uh, mm-hmm. Like 
it's more of a racial thing uh, that was going on at the time here in the UK. He made some comments about um, trying to remember who it was. Um, Mm-hmm. There was some sort of injustice going on here in the UK, and he, he made some comments that really didn't go down well, and that was around the times of the elections uh, before um, Boris Johnson took over. Um, so he ended up leaving. I think his name was uh, something Corbyn. Um, mm. oh, I forget his name. But yeah, I didn't Corbyn, really like he, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, I know who you mean. Sure, of course, of course. Yeah. Cor- uh, Corbyn. Uh, uh, I know who you mean. I know who you mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, um, uh, yeah. Uh, he's funny as hell. Um, mm. God, <laughs> Monday morning. It, you know, it's five o'clock there. You know, you're happy hour here. Where I'm just waking up. You know. Um, yeah. The um, there's a well here. You know, just going over what various things and various headlines in the news. The where uh, our our Supreme Court, our right leaning Supreme Court now. Um, yeah. is going to take up a, a key gun control case. We've talked about guns and violence and gun control here on the show uh, extensively, I think, over the past several months, especially after the, the police shootings of, as of recent. Um, and um, the interesting thing is the uh, um, they're going to look at what – the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment is, um, is mm-hmm. the right to bear arms, but that's not the whole Second Amendment. You know what it is? The Second Amendment um, has also to do with the right to bear arms regarding militias. Um, Because at the the time when when the Second Amendment was written, uh, it wasn't just anybody can can carry a gun. You know, oh yeah, carry. You have the right. Everybody, everybody can carry a gun. The Second Amendment was actually. Um, a you know termed or written as a well-regulated militia being necessary yeah. to, for the security of a free state has the right of the people to keep and bear arms. It shall not be infringed that right. But let's listen yeah. to what it was. Right, a well-regulated militia. That's what I was saying earlier. Being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It wasn't like everybody has the right to have a gun. Right. right? That's yeah. not what I just said, was it? In other, did I just say that everybody can carry a gun and that's the Second Amendment? And everybody has the right to carry a gun, that's the Second Amendment? I, you didn't hear me say that, right? I did not say no. that, right? No. All right? I'm, I'm just making sure. I have to play it back. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because the Second Amendment, again, third time, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. A well-regulated militia, a well-regulated militia being necessary yeah. to the security of a free state. Now, where in that does it say anybody has the right to carry a gun and, just, and, and that's your right to carry a weapon? But where does it say that in that amendment? Would that be if I read that to you? Would I, would you would your understanding be that anybody has the right to carry a gun for whatever reason? That you have a right to carry a gun? Uh, no. Because it doesn't it directly tie in directly, and it's in writing in the amendment itself says a being necessary to the security of a free state. Why? Be, why back then in the 1700s when the population of the United States was only three million people anyway, right? Um, yeah. The a re, well reg, well regulated militia. What does regulated mean? What yeah, does regulated okay. mean? 
a well-regulated right. militia, a small army of people to yeah. to to, yeah. to to protect the these these sanctity of a free state, a well a well-regulated little miniature army of troop of people. Yeah. The right of of the of right of those people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't say everybody has the right to have a gun and go around shooting people. Yes. Right. It does not say that. That is not the Second no. Amendment. And you get and that no. is not it. And you get all these right wingers out there with oh gun control gun. The NRA runs this fucking half this country and uh, you know lobbies for everybody to have guns. And politicians are afraid of, as hell for the NRA. God forbid. Right. And and where right. so the Second Amendment does not say that you have the right to to bear arms. There's nowhere in that amendment that I read three times here that say that anybody can has the right just to carry a gun. It does not say that. That's not what the Second Amendment right. is. Yeah. And you're gonna hear time and time again in this country, all these pro gun advocates. Oh, it's you can't take that right away from me. That's my right to No, the Second Amendment does not say that. Doesn't give you the right just to carry a gun because you want to have a gun. Doesn't say that. That's not what the Second Amendment is. What you you, you want to rule out what it says? A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. That's what it says. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed to protect the free state. Doesn't say anybody can have a gun. Just get a gun. You have the right to a gun. Hey, free. Get, get grab a gun. Everybody go get a gun. <laughs> yes. Special today, $2, yeah. just for you. Hey, come get the gun. Hey, crazy again. He's having a sale. Who? <laughs> That's not what it says, right? Yeah. No. So it's going to be very interesting, very interesting indeed, to see what the Supreme Court, how they interpret the Second Amendment. Yeah. It, it, the case is concerning a New York law that restricts an individual from carrying concealed handgun in public. Well, the Second Amendment doesn't give you the right to carry a weapon. It's not in there. This is true. This is it's true. not in there. Right? No. Yeah. It's it's been more than a decade since the justices have ruled on a significant case concerning the right to bear arms. And the court's decision to take these cases comes from the wake of several mass shootings in the US and the Biden administration's push for enhanced gun regulations. It's about time we had a president with the balls to get up and do this, take on the NRA yeah. directly. We gotta yeah. do something about this, folks. We've been reading the headlines. And Amanda and I have spoken – I've lost count, Amanda. I don't know. You're keeping track. I'm not keeping track. How many times we've talked about on this show since July about the police officers, the beat cops in the UK versus the cops here? And over there, they carry – what are we – the, the, the batons, uh, the magic wands, whatever they – what are they over there? <laughs> yes. We call them the magic wands, don't we, Andy? But yeah. yeah we you call know, them the magic the, wands. The sticks. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the – yeah, the, 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 yeah, those things. Yeah, those things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, right? there are police officers here that do carry guns, but there's, you know, specific that's a special segment of the serious, serious thing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's a special segment. The normal beat cop that goes out on the street, walking in the neighborhood, riding their cycles, you know, uh, doing traffic violations, whatever else, they carry. They do not carry guns. They do no. not carry guns. Uh, the what is the regulations regarding the the right of the people just to carry a gun in the UK? Can anybody have a gun there? Oh no, they, no, are, it's a, it's completely illegal. You're not allowed to own a gun. Completely illegal, goddamn it! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm grateful for it. Truly, um, it scares me. Guns scare me. I mean, they they they, they look like fun. I'm not going to lie; they do look like fun. They look like they could be fun to to fire. You know, it, it, 
mm-hmm. you know, set up targets, not talking about animals right. and stuff like right. that. And for hunting. sport, no, 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 sport. I don't, I don't like that. Fun, yeah. like you just said, for a sport. specific yep. type of sport, yeah. yeah. That, mm-hmm. I can see the fun in that, sure. But I don't agree with um, having a gun in a home. I mean, anything could happen. Kids could get hold of it. You know, so many dangerous things happen. The fact that you can walk into a supermarket and buy bullets just off the shelf. It's like, that that, that blows my mind over here. You just, you just don't have that. And I don't think people could truly appreciate my view and your view of it, Andy, unless they lived in this environment here for, for years and, and saw the progress and what it feels like to not need to carry a gun and have a gun in your home. And, you know, no matter where you live in the world, Somebody will always want to break into your home. Someone mm-hmm. will always attack somebody else. Somebody will mm-hmm. always try to murder somebody else. But that doesn't mean you need to have a gun. Right. That's right. It just That's doesn't. Right. You can you you murder jump. anybody with any kind of weapon. So it, yeah. with gun or not, you know, if something's going to happen, it's mm-hmm. going to happen. I just That's don't right. agree with the, how easy it is to get hold of a gun in the, in the U.S., whereas here, you know, we don't have that law um, that says you you can have a gun. You just you can't have one here. And if you've got you one, you can't have a gun. And, and here, not only can you have a gun, right. you can have a military assault weapon designed to kill people in, on the battlefield. You can you can own That's it. That's crazy. An AR-15, really an AK-47. Hey, go out and you can shoot a bunch of people quickly, and we've seen it happen. Yeah. Try to do that with a knife or, or a magic wand. Yeah. And the thing is, right? I think I've heard so many people argue against my my reasoning. Uh, from the U.S., of course, saying, oh, well, you know, we need to defend ourselves. We have that right. It's like, okay, but you're not seeing past it because you've been brought up and conditioned with uh, that right. You've mm-hmm. been told that it's, it's perfectly okay, that it's cool to have this, that, you know, it's a great thing. So you can't see past it because that's a part of you. You enjoy it. You you like the idea of that. It makes you feel safe. Um, however, you know, I'm glad I don't have... Any kind of weapon. Yeah, I could go to my kitchen drawer and grab a knife if I need to. Sure. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, Here, it's going but, to be it, – it, yeah. it's, it's un, unbelievable. And you guys – so the, the rate of violence uh, uh, or, or murders, it's, it's, you hmm. know, uh, homicide by guns in the UK, um, I, I guess we should look into this for next show. We'll talk about it a little more maybe. But, but you know, because you're not allowed to have a gun – very, very few people have guns there. Therefore, the rate of homicides by gun is very low there, right? Is, Compared um, to the United States, where it's, you know, yeah. my God, you know, right? The interesting thing here will be the court's move. You know, the, the, the case that they're taking now highlights the impact of uh, Donald Trump's appointee, Amy Coney Barrett's presence on the, that new solidified conservative court. Uh, Clarence Thomas, a lot of us might remember, and others have, uh, who's on the court, uh, also. Williams Wright, obviously, uh, and others had been urging the justices to take up the issue um, last term, but the court decided they declined. They didn't. They didn't go near. They didn't touch it. So this is kind of uh, this is a landmark uh, case. This is going to be interesting what they decide to do. Um, if you if you look back, I think 2007 or eight, I think 2008, the court held for the first time that the Second Amendment protects an individual's right to keep and bear arms at home for self defense. Yeah, that is not what the Second Amendment says. Where does okay. it say that? Where does it say that in the Second Amendment? I read it three times, right? I don't want to go back and read it again. I could, I guess, but I'm not going to. Um, where in the Second Amendment, which I read word for word, how it is actually yeah. written, where does it say that you have the right to keep and bear arms at home for self-defense? It doesn't say that. It says to protect the, the sanctity, to protect the freedom of the state and the small militia. 
a small army. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't say, oh, I, I can, I have the right to have a gun in my home, so I can be crazy I, I, and and kill people. Yeah. Doesn't say that. I've I've right? found a load of statistics, but I'll cover them on the next show, Andy, about okay. the UK and firearms, because um, I think that's fascinating to hear the yeah. difference. Yeah, because we're winding down. Let's let's talk about that on the next yeah. show, uh, and we'll yeah. talk about we'll follow this up as well. Um, and just remind me because I think this is interesting, and we need to go back in touch on this again. Uh, there's some other news, you know. I, I like your impromptu Oscar show. I think that was a lot more fun than, than I going over various objects. That was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But join us on Wednesday, folks. Uh, Noon time, uh, Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. UK for another episode of the Andy and Amanda show. It's been fun. Always a good time. We're looking forward to another week uh, here on the show, and where we can, uh, you know, going to have entertain some guests and talk about politics and the news and. Uh, another maybe we'll do another. I think we should kick in another romance intimacy show. In, intimacy. What do you call it? In, yeah, that's right. In, in, in yeah, intimacy. Intimacy. I said it right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a Monday. You know, give me a break. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, um, oh, I just got. We say hello to Cornell real quick. Cornell's on the line. We got before we go. Hey, Cornell, you with us? Hey, darling. Hey, hey what's up, y'all? Hey. Yeah, I'm hey. joining us at the. How we're about doing? to start. We're doing great, man. How you been? Yeah, I, I'm doing great. I, I, I meant to call y'all earlier, earlier, something like that, but something came up. But the situation is, man, I always call in at the last minute so I, I can hurry up off the phone. <laughs> 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 I'm like, all right, the show's finally over. All right, let me call. So I only get two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> People suck, but that's what it is. <laughs> y'all don't, we, we have the best show that's going on. Our numbers are up in up to 22,000 listeners now. Right, guys? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. It, it is. Absolutely it is. Incredible. Well, how wow. was that day? How, how was everything? Here's my day. Here's my day. Everybody say orgasm loud. You got it. But that's your day, yeah. that's your day and night, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lunch, yeah, well, weekend, lunch and dinner, huh? <laughs> you bet. Have <laughs> you been at Amanda? Yeah, good, darling. Glad to be back on this wonderful Monday. I know, and, uh, man. Great didn't Andy do talking. a great job on the last show? He really did. Oh he did absolutely God. amazing. He'd be so proud. Yes. Holy yeah. crap, guys. Thank and you that for that. I was like, Whoa. I'm so happy you guys are back. It was a great job, Andy. I'm, we are proud of you. At the oh yeah, the absolutely! You should have seen the air; it was blue here. I, I swear to God. Yeah. Oh, that's so oh. sweet! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yes, it was a great show, man. It reminded me of what I, you know, what we always talked about when you was, you know, doing your thing. I, I really, you know, I really recommend Andy. You did a great job. Well, I, Is well, that the you I mean, it's an honor that you did a great. Is that the right word? No, I'm just joking. It, it, you know, I had, you know, we were looking for, uh, you know, I was like, all for, I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one. And we got 22,000. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. We, and our numbers are very, thanks to everybody. When, you know, on our Instagram account, on our Facebook, our Twitter. Thank you. Oh, yeah. We really appreciate Absolutely. you guys. 
we love you guys. We're so grateful for all the support. Truly, it means so much to us. And uh, wow, <laughs> makes you feel special. And welcome back, Amanda. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, Amanda. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, boys. Well, this has Thank been you. a fun time, folks. Um, we're actually running over now, which is okay. It's all right. You know, a couple of minutes. They don't. They don't. They don't kill us for it. We're a couple minutes yeah. over. We've done it before, but we are going to yeah. wind down uh, this episode of the Andy and Amanda Show here on Monday, April twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. We will. We have to put together. You know, it's been over a year. We've been doing the show, Coast to Coast Live, and I uh, want to start building our tribute show that I keep talking about. But I think we should do something to commemorate a, a year of doing internet talk radio. And want to encourage more people to get involved in the show. Our number here to get involved on the live shows. We know that many, many folks uh, listen to us on podcasts. You can't call them live. But if you want to join the show, join the hours we just talked about, the number is 515-605-9888. You can get hold of the show. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Let us know uh, if you'd like to come on the show or arrange for you to do so um, by emailing us at um, Mandy. <sighs> Andy, I was so good for a minute, wasn't I? Did I sound like professional for a second there? Um, Andy and Amanda Show, Andy and Amanda Show at gmail.com gets you in touch with this show. No guarantee we'll read your email or get back to you. We probably won't, but hey, listen, it sounds good. Doesn't it? No, really. Uh, we we really do encourage your participation. Try. Yeah, really. You know? Yeah, really try. Um, yeah. Really, yeah, try, try, you know? But, uh, but we. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, we, if you believe that. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so uh time to go. We don't want to go. Time to go. We could sit here all day and just chat and 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 you know, Amanda and I can just go on forever as you probably all know. But um yeah. and and again, we none of us, we, the three of us on the line right now. We have all three participants. The three folks that are on the line right now are the folks who drive the show, especially Cornell. Um who's our coordinator of the whole nine yards, Ooh. introduced Amanda and I. But yeah, but wait, where's my booze? Wait, I should be on the ball here, shouldn't I? Yeah. No, um, no, leave the booze alone. <laughs> no boo-boo. We like just the better one. We like this one. Yes. So anyway. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. 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 Amanda likes that one. Really hard. Yeah, I, yeah. I really hard. have a pogo stick. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Starting to get me think. You know, say before before we were so rudely interrupted by Cornell, I was saying that we should have a. Uh, of course. Um, of course, that you know, Amanda was talking On about. On top writing. Uh, yeah. Oh, was I? Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you were. I thought. I thought you were. Oh, I was talking yeah. in my sleep again. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my hey, gosh. Hey Cornell. I love it. Hey Cornell. <laughs> Cornell. Yeah. You have no power here. Be gone. Oh, I know. I messed up. I don't. 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 And um, okay. if I, uh, but it's a public service announcement from the Lincoln Project that we're going to play, and I guess I'll play it now because I forgot to play it before. So we'll do it right now before we head off. Hold on a second. Nobody could have known a thing like this could happen. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, came the invisible enemy. There may and likely will come a time in which we have both an airborne disease that is deadly. 
in order for us to deal with that effectively, we have put in place an infrastructure. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. It will go away, just stay calm. If you don't test, you don't have any cases. I don't believe you need 30,000 ventilators. You don't take responsibility, but you did disband the White House pandemic office. A thousand Americans are dying a day. It is what it is. This is real, y'all. This is coming right there. I think this was a blessing from God. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising. Proud to play it. Proud to play it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Proud to play it. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Enough said. You know, we talked about it before. No time to dive into it again now, although we probably could go another hour, but we'll we'll wait till later on in the week for that. And we will get back yeah. in touch with that because I want to talk about the 570,000, the millions across the, around the world, but in this country and, and Donald Trump's relationship to this, uh, to 570,000 people dying and what the potential ramifications might be if there are any. It's something that we brought up uh, before for a possible discussion yeah. and action. Is it actionable? I don't know. Um, we'll see. Let's talk about it. We'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, again, that's uh, I almost feel like we can dive into a whole other show right now, but we're winding this one down. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say something. Do you remember what, what was it? What was he going to? Uh, I think. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, people have got a... this theory that they'll want less sex at home if they're having it elsewhere. But in fact, um, there's a thing called the hydraulic pump theory that says that if you are having lots of sex mm-hmm. elsewhere, you want more because your sex drive is increased by the sort of you know illicitness of the affair, and you're sort of hornier than what you were before, basically. So, so often that's not as fine. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hydraulic mm-hmm. pump theory. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was to do with cars, but I guess not. <laughs> sex drive. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know sex know how to drive. drive. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? I know yeah. people have sex while driving, but that's a different story. <laughs> have, you, yeah. have, you ever done, have you ever done that? Uh, no. I think I'm safe to say no. <laughs> how about you, Cornell? Gosh, you know I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We should talk about that on the other show, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we we keep going on about all these subjects we can just do entire shows on, you know, and we're wrapping this up for the last 25 minutes. Anyway, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, wrapping it up. (laughs) Yeah, always a good idea. Catastrophe. (laughs) Yeah. We're trying. Annoying. We're trying. <laughs> um, so now that we've uh, gone around the, the block here so quickly, um, with I guess what we're doing is introducing the subjects we might be talking about uh, over the next... Um, the way to keep it both going is to have naughty sex. Great to have loving sex, but you've got to have naughty sex to shock the brain into setting off those sex hormones. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really stuff. by me coming on the show, I didn't, you know, bring all this energy to Andy. Because <laughs> 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 was so good. We were doing pretty good before you joined us, Cornell. We were doing pretty good. Oh, my gosh. I'm the puppet master. Uh, just, yeah, just a just <laughs> rubber, not the man's rhubarb. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> rubber man's rhubarb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have to 
funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got that clip playing in my head. Oh, my God. I mean, everything was, like, clean until I got on the show. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, uh, you, you, you're you okay. We can't blame you for that, darling, because we had a moment. Yeah. yeah. We had a moment during the Oscars, oh, ironically you. enough. I truly appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> we, we were, we had you this, I don't know, I don't know if you're chiming in, but we had this delightful conversation about the interpretation of the Second Amendment of the United States of America. Yeah, and how, 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 I, I, well, I, I you, was listening. It was, uh, people take the um, amendment and, you, and do it their way, but it yeah. don't really mean that way. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, so this is the <laughs> end of the show. You can all leave. We'll stay here. Why don't we let the audience go? We'll just stay here. Yeah, cool. <laughs> the audience said <laughs> we're not even here. <laughs> you can all go home now. We're just going to yeah. hang here. Yeah, bye. bye. See ya. Bye. Get out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, go in already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just we can go. Leave it go. Go. Yeah. We're just going to stay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And watch you. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to stay here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> everybody has this idea uh, that threesome is going to be the best sex ever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I True. definitely don't want to have sex with that person. No. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, you know, they're, 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 they're hugging and kissing. Yeah, that would be unbelievable to watch that, you know? My God. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. So, um, what were we going to do? I forgot. What were we at here? Um, excuse me. I'm just waking um, up still here. Too early for me. Time, right? Hey, Cornell, how was your weekend? How was your weekend? Oh, awesome, Andy. My, my weekend was great, man. It, I just chilled out and talked to you and called Amanda to make sure that everything was great. Yeah. No. That's my job, not to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. You make You make it great, darling. Oh, you do. You, but I, you know, I chilled out. I put some. I put some chicken on the grill, and Ooh. just you know, did my thing. Ooh, Ooh. is that the like video I saw wing. on the Andy and Amanda show Instagram account? Yes, definitely. You know, people that we we definitely do eat food. Yes, we do. <laughs> you know, what is very popular belief? We do eat food. <laughs> what is our uh, Instagram? How do you? Get, what is our Instagram? Um, what do you call it there? Instant, yeah, Instagram, right? Instagram. What, what's right. our, uh, yeah, whatever. And the Andy what, and Amanda show. At so you do the little uh, ampers, uh, the little uh, a thing, that little at yeah. sign. Yeah. Um, the the Andy and Amanda show. Which is the one? Which social media is like Andy and Amanda show two or something like that or? So oh, one. that's our Twitter. Okay, so that's Andy, Andy and, and Amanda. Amanda two. Andy Amanda two or Andy Amanda show two. Andy Amanda two. Yeah. And that's and that's how you get on our uh, whatever it is there. Yeah. Our Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. our Facebook is. Tell them, eh? Amanda. The Andy and Amanda show. Yeah. Yeah. On Facebook. On Facebook. And then of course our email again is Andy Amanda show at gmail dot com. And to get on the show and, live, and you our sex tapes are at. Yeah. <laughs> Avn. <laughs> Andy and Amanda show that dot com. Was quick, yes. Andy. Thank you. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> he did, didn't he? Right. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you ain't give me the chance to finish the sentence. <laughs> He's like, I was like, yeah, not second door. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> he know he know that before his own bank account number, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, to see Andy Amanda live. It's um, 515-605-9888 gets you on our live shows again. Wednesday, noontime, California, 3 p.m. East Coast, 8 p.m. in the U.K. We are the Andy and Amanda Show. Andy Kimball here in California, Amanda Love in the U.K., and Cornell Butler, who put this whole thing together, is on the East Coast. Oh, God. Another show. Another one, <laughs> another one down. Another one down. Um Thanks for listening, folks. Amanda, you can have the, the privilege and pleasure and honor of signing us off the show. But wait, wait, wait. you just did it, right? <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah, you just did. <laughs> I guess we say goodbye. No. No. You wait a minute. Did. I think you need to. No, that's not how you do it. Stop and own trust. Yeah. That's it. And then. And then. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All right. If you so, want to, I'll do it. Do what? You know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. Just the thought. Just the thought. I do want you to do it. <laughs> I can't wait to meet that guy. Dying boy, dying. <laughs> that's, that's our mascot, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we have a different um, mascot, but you don't really want to see him. Uh. <laughs> no, yeah. um, you, you know, yeah, you, you, I, you hello, 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 uh, hello, <laughs> has he disappeared? Well, oh. I guess we got to sign off officially, I, Amanda. I guess we have, darling, because uh, I, I'm just this vanished up in somewhere. <laughs> uh, okay, Andy, I don't know if you can hear us, darling, but yeah, I'll, I'll sign us off, so, uh, on behalf of the wonderful Andy Kimball, my wonderful co-host in uh, California, Hollywood, and myself, Amanda Love, in the UK, and uh, our wonderful, amazing, talented coordinator, Cornell Butler, for joining us. Uh, thank you for being here. We love you so much, and uh, we hope you really enjoyed the show. And we'll catch you Bye-bye. on the next one for some real fun stuff. Uh, so take care, everyone. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> Stay safe. Bye, everyone. Bye.